If you will open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, we'll find our text this morning. Just kind of a, a recap of, of where we've, we've been the past few weeks that we're doing our summer sermon series. Say that three times real fast. Uh, through the book of Ephesians, and you can see the pillows, the pillars behind me. And uh, we are, are talking about the pillars of our faith, what, what it is that, that's going to last. And we started out talking about uh, the, the temple of Diana, which was very prominent there in the city of Ephesus at the, at the time of writing the book of Ephesians, and how uh, it was one of the seven wonders of the world at that time, and how incredible it was, and, and how beautiful and magnificent and all of that it was. And, and yet today there's only one small piece of a column left there. And we've talked about how uh, that, that is so true in our life. If, if we do not build our life on the right foundation, if we don't have the right pillars undergirding our life, then, then our life too will crumble just like the temple of Diana. And we've been talking about that for the past several weeks. In fact, uh, we started out uh, talking about how uh, one of those uh, pillars is the body and how God chose us and how Christ saves us and how the Holy Spirit keeps us. And, and, and so together we are part of something greater than ourselves. We, we are a part of the body, the body of Christ. And, and then we looked at the temple and, and the temple being the, the dwelling place of God. And how incredible is that, 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 that God Himself has chosen to live inside of you and me. That's pretty incredible when you think about it. And then last week, uh, Pastor Brad was talking about uh, the, the mystery and how the gospel was, was at first restricted and, and then it was released by Christ and, and revealed in us by God. And so today we come to look at the fourth pillar, which is the brand new man. And so in Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to pick it up uh, with verse number 17. Ephesians 4, beginning in verse 17, says that I say this and insist in the Lord that you no longer live as the Gentiles do in the family, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their hearts. Because they are callous, They have given themselves over to indecency for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you did not learn about Christ like this. If indeed you heard about Him and were taught in Him uh, just as as the truth in Jesus, you were taught with, with reference to your former way of life to lay aside the old man who is being corrupted in accordance with the deceitful desires, to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and to put on the new man, who had been created in God's image, and the righteousness and holiness that comes from truth. As I was thinking about this, and thinking about the brand new man, and I was thinking about how powerful music communicates a message, and so I thought, man, how, how, how powerful would it be if we could take this message of the brand new man and, 
and, and put it into song and to be able to communicate that. So I've got a couple of friends who are in the music business. And so I, I called them up and I said, would you write a, would you just write a chorus about being a brand new man? And this is what they sent me. Hit it, boys. Believe it or not, they really didn't write that for me. But but I thought, how powerful is that to think about becoming a brand new man? When they when they talked about, you know, I'm, I'm born to love, of, uh, I'm born to love again. And I would paraphrase that to say, I've been born again. I'm a brand new man. Because that's the way you become new, isn't it? You see, when Jesus saves us, He makes us new. And the way that we live should reflect this new life that comes only through Jesus Christ. And so my prayer today is that that each of us would leave this place determined to walk in that newness of life, in in that newness that God has created in us. And in order to do that, we're going to look at four characteristics of, of what it means to be a brand new man, four things. Number one is this, there's a new way of thinking. He talks about this in verses 17 and 18. And basically what he says in verse 17 is, don't, don't live like the Gentiles because their, their thinking is thinking. He says, don't go there. Don't, don't do that. Sometimes, you know, the best way to illustrate something is, is to give examples of the wrong way. And so that's what he's talking about here. And the teaching here is how we should live by reminding us of how we used to live. How we used to live before Christ. How the old man used to live. People who are outside of Christ simply cannot think straight when it comes to moral and spiritual matters. It's just they can't do it. Just, just can't do it. And, and so when Paul talks about uh, the, the way the Gentiles walk, he's not talking about... Uh, you know, their, their national or their, their cultural, uh, heritage or anything like that. It, it's a, it's a spiritual difference that he's talking about here. He's using the name Gentile as they often did in that time to, to describe the way they were before Jesus saved them. And, and the first thing that he points out is a problem with the way people think who are outside of Christ. And he says that they walk in the futility of their mind. Futile means what? It's, it means vain. It's, it, it's empty. In other words, apart from Christ, our thinking is empty. It's futile. There, there, it's of no good. All of our thinking is stinking outside of Christ if we're not in Him. And so how does a brand new man think? What, what is it that, that, that he... How does he think? You see, the old man had his thinking darkened. By because he was alienated from God and he was ignorant because he didn't have he, his heart was blind to the to the truth of God's word and it, and it actually goes all the way back to to Proverbs chapter one and verse seven uh, when when Solomon wrote the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge 
And that word fear doesn't mean that we're scared of God. It just means that, that we have a healthy respect, that we have a holy reverence for God. And that's the beginning. Wisdom only comes, listen to me, wisdom only comes from, from having a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. That's the only way. You see, man was created to be inhabited by God. That was the whole point of the temple. Because we are now the temple. It's where God lives. And God intended for the human spirit to be inhabited by the, by the Holy Spirit, by His Holy Spirit. And without the life being produced by the Holy Spirit, then man is dead. He's dead spiritually. No wonder he can't think right. Dead man can't think right. And education, you know, it's extremely important. But I'm here to tell you this morning that you can have more degrees than the thermometer, but if you don't know Jesus, you're chasing a vapor. And your life will be empty, and it'll be futile. And when you come to the end of it, there will be nothing. You know, you can access more information now sitting at your desk at home or at your kitchen table at home now than... than has ever been available before in all of human history combined. You can sit on the Internet and you can find anything, right? And I mean, if it's on the Internet, it's got to be true, right? And, and so, and, and, but, but you can have so much information available, but yet in so many ways, we are farther from God than I think we've ever been as a society because we're, we're just smart enough to come up with completely ridiculous ideas like evolution where, you know, uh, nobody plus nothing equals everything. I mean, yeah, that's what I said, huh? No wonder Christians should not walk as the Gentiles walk. No wonder Paul is admonishing us to put away that kind of thinking because it's all stinking thinking. But a brand new heart, a brand new man bases his wisdom on the foundation that comes from God. That's where wisdom comes from. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Is he educated? Absolutely. Does he study to, you know... Uh, learn more about God and God's Word and God's world, absolutely. But, but, but that's just it. His mind is not futile. It's not empty thinking. It's not foolish thinking. His understanding is not darkened because he knows that everything is built on the foundation of God and God's Word. And that's not walking like the world walks. That's thinking like a brand new man. Like a brand new man. The brand new man that Jesus has saved us to be. Not only does the brand new man think differently, but a brand new man feels differently. There's a, there's a new way of feeling for a brand new man. Because he feels right. He, he, he mentions there in verse 19, callous. That, that means past feeling. That means uh, uh, beyond feeling. This word... This word is used only one time in the entire Bible, right here in this passage. And it means beyond feeling. There's no sense of, of pain. 
The, 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 the sense of pain is, is, is vitally important to you and me as uh, if we're going to live uh, healthy, uh, have healthy bodies. You know, one of the things that makes leprosy such a, such a cruel disease is the fact that not only is the, it, the, does it ravage the body, but, but one of the things it does is it affects the nerves in the body. And many people who have leprosy cannot feel things and therefore they, they, they may cut themselves or they may touch something hot or uh, stick their foot in the fire or whatever because there's no feeling. And that's exactly what he's talking about here. And in fact, in verse 19, in our passage, he talks, he uses the word practice, uh, but the, the King James uses the word work. And it's the same word that we saw back in Acts chapter 19. Remember when Pastor Brad was laying out the introduction, uh, for this series about when the silversmiths at Ephesus, they wanted to run Paul out of town on a, on a rail because so many people were turning to Christ and leaving, uh, the, the temple of Diana that it was affecting their business. And so they were working hard to keep that from happening. And that's the word he's using here. You see, God gives us feelings. Now, we don't just operate on feelings, but but you don't completely dismiss them either. God gave us feelings. He gave us a conscious when we're when we're we're born we're born with that with that sense of of right and wrong because that's we were created in God's image and, and that's the way He made us but but that that innate sense of right and wrong can quickly become distorted, can it? People do wrong things and they do things that they know are wrong, but when a person Willingly and knowingly commits a sin, there's really only two options. First, they can seek the Lord's face. Confession, agreeing with God, that's what repentance is. Repent of that sin, turn from it, turn toward righteousness. That's one option. The other is what the Apostle Paul is illustrating in this passage. We try to justify it. We try to, you know, so it's okay. I mean, it really didn't hurt anybody. Really? Well, I really needed to get a good grade. You know, it's like the the, the means justify the end justifies the means. Nobody will miss it if I only take one. See, justifying our sin. It may soothe for a little while, but guess what happens? Pretty soon, we get like what Paul describes here. We get beyond feeling. We get past feeling. We get calloused. You know, it's kind of strange how you remember things as a, as a little kid and how certain things stick in your mind. I, I don't remember very much at all about my great-grandmother. She was... She was half Native American Indian. But there's one thing I do remember about my grandmother. It's this. It was her feet. <laughs> she never wore shoes, ever. I don't know if she even had shoes. But her feet was tough as wet leather. She didn't need shoes. And I thought, boy, you know, as a, as a country boy growing up, you know, and I was going barefooted and, and I would try to walk across the yard and there would be stickers and I was ooing and owing. And 
Granny Rose just walking right across there like it was nothing or walking on gravel rock. It didn't matter. Why? Because her feet had become so calloused that she couldn't feel. Folks, that's what happens to you and me. When when we just, I mean, that's just the way sin is. It begins to, to, to make calluses on our heart to where we can't feel. You see, most children have a, have a tender heart and then, and then as they begin to grow and then, and then we begin to learn how to, to justify our sin and our, and our conscience begins, as the Bible says, to become seared with a hot iron. But you know what happens. That causes a scab and a callus. And it's not, our, our, our conscience is not as sensitive as it once was. It, and it becomes a lot easier to begin to, to quiet that, the, the voice of the Holy Spirit that's speaking inside of us. And, and then the, the more we sin, then the easier it becomes. And, and the more, the easier until we, till we get to the point where we can't even hear His voice at all. And we can't even feel the, the moving and the working of the Holy Spirit inside of us. We are beyond feeling. That's what, that's what this passage is talking about. But a brand new man is not like that. Now that doesn't mean that he never sins. Because John tells us in 1 John uh, chapter 1 and verse 8 says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth's not in us. Make no mistake about it, the new man still sins. It's just that he hates it. And he's feeling it inside of him. And he doesn't try to justify it. When the Holy Spirit begins to, to prick that heart, that heart is, is tender, it's not callous. And he listens and he, and he feels and he, and he acts on those feelings. And in 1 John, uh, John goes on in verse 9 and says, if we confess our sins, that he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A brand new man feels the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Man, my prayer for you today is that you do. A brand new man confesses his sin instead of trying to cover it up, instead of trying to justify it. A brand new man repents. He, he, he actively turns from his sins and he, and he turns toward Christ and, and toward righteousness. And, and, and I'm here to tell you, that's a good feeling. That's a good feeling. That's what keeps him feeling right. Not only thinks right, he not only feels right, but a brand new man acts right. That's <laughs> so what he talks about in verses 20 through 22. He says, the, the behave, listen to me, the behavior of a believer is to be radically different from that of a non-believer. No believer should let unbelievers influence what he believes or how he behaves. Let me say that again. <laughs> No believer should let unbelievers influence what he believes or how he behaves. Now, we're not legalists. And by that, I mean we don't believe that, that doing certain things will, 
will either save you or sanctify you or keep you saved. Salvation is given to us through no merit of our own. It's a gift of God's grace earned by the blood of Jesus and sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. Nothing we do earns it or keeps it. But with that being said, a natural byproduct of salvation is a new way of acting. Why? Because we've got a new way of thinking. Our thinking's not stinking anymore. And so we're thinking differently, therefore we are acting differently. In fact, James says it like this, but, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith by my works. In other words, whatever you have on the inside is what's going to come out. And he says, you you can say you're a Christian all day long, but if you aren't acting like it, then you're probably not. Probably not. Let me give you, you know, we got all kinds of translations. We got the NIV, the NET, and the OMG, but I want to give you the RJV of, Ephesians 4.20, the Ralph Johnson version. You know better than that. <laughs> you, you know what it means to be Christ-like. You, you know what it means to, to live the, the Christian life. And, and I want you to notice that, that there's no big long list of, of do's and don'ts here and uh, that, that you got all the boxes you got to check. We're, we, we're not told that we got to have certain hairstyles or wear certain kind of clothes or we got to walk and talk and smell. And No, he doesn't go through all of that. That we can only listen to a certain kind of music or, or watch certain kind of entertainment. That's, that's legalism and that's not what he's talking about here. He was, he was trying to get down to the heart of the matter and the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. Christianity is Christ. It's not about rules. It's not about regulations. It's not about checking the box. It's not about religion. It's about relationship that comes through Jesus Christ. It's about a relationship with Him. That's what it's about. I like the way that the King James uh, uh, describes this in verse 22. He says that you put off concerning the former conversation. Uh, the King James uses the word conversation and, and we typically would think a, a, a only verbal conversation but, but you know what? What you are doing, the way you are acting is speaking so loud that nobody can hear what you're saying anyway. And he's talking about your whole manner of life. The conversation of your life. What does it speak? What is the, the, the way in which you act? The way in which you live? What is it saying to, to those around you? To those who are observing you? That's what he's talking about here. How you act. You put off the way you used to act. Whether it was legalism or license. Whether you followed all the rules to make you look good or whether you broke all the rules because it made you feel good. Brand new man puts that conduct off and his conversation, his lifestyle is different. It speaks a different message. See, when Jesus saves us, we learn to live like Him. We quit acting like the old man. 
Because a brand new man acts right. brand new man acts Christ-like. brand new man thinks right. Feels right. Because a brand new man is right. See, there's a new way of being. That's what he talks about in verses 23 and 24. It says when, when, when Jesus saves us, he makes us a new creature. I know you've, you've heard the analogy of the, the caterpillar and the butterfly. And it's, and it's a beautiful analogy. It's, it's got this, some of the same DNA, but it's a different creature. Butterflies don't go where caterpillars go, and vice versa. They don't look the same. They don't think the same. They don't act the same. And that's what he's talking about here. See, God takes our sins and and covers them with the blood of His only begotten Son. And He forgives them and removes them, the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west. Do you think about that? Why, Why not as far as the north from the south? Because if you go north far enough, you'll eventually start headed south. If you go south far enough, you'll eventually start heading north again. But you know what? You can go east from now on. Or you can go west from now on. And that's how far. Get a hold of this. That's how far God has moved your sin. That's how far He's put it away. You can never get there again. That's what He's done with the brand new man. And when that happens, we, we become that new creation. All things are passed away. All things are become new. That The old man passes away. He's, he's pronounced DOA. He's dead on arrival right there. I, I got a good friend. He's a retired police officer. And uh, Several years ago, I was talking to him. There, they were working a case, and, and he said, uh, uh, he was talking about there was a victim who was DRT. And I mean, What's DRT? I've heard DOA. He said, dead right there. <laughs> See, that's the, the old man is DRT. The old man is dead right there. And, and we don't need to be dragging him around with us anymore. We're given a new life in Christ. But sometimes what we want to do is pick that old stinking, dirty, rotten old man up and try to carry him with us through life. It's, he's too heavy. He stinks too bad. I know some guys who are big time coon hunters, man, and they, you know, they out training those dogs. And, and let me tell you, it's a mortal sin for a coon dog to tree a possum. And if that ever happens, you know what they do? They shoot the possum. It's kind of gross, but they gut it. They put it around that dog's neck and they make him wear it till it rots off. You don't ever want to tree another possum. But sometimes we do that with the old man. We want to go pick the old man up and, and carry him with us. But, but man, he's stinking and rotten. And we don't want to do that. Paul put it like this in Romans 7, 24. He says, who will rescue me from the, from the body of this death? He was saved when he wrote this. But, but he was struggling with, with putting off that old man and, and living like the new man. But then he went on to answer his own question in verse 25. He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord 
See, we live the Christian life the same way we receive it, by grace through faith. It's Jesus that rescues us from that old man. Even if we still want to drag him around. Praise God, it's Jesus that, that, that rescues us from the, from the body of death. But it's by His grace and by His strength that we can get rid of the old man. That we don't have to try to drag him around anymore. The brand new man is able to say with Paul when he says in Romans 8.1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. brand new man isn't brand new because of the things that he does. He isn't brand new because he's able to check off more boxes on his list. He isn't brand new because he has more nice things than naughty things on Santa's list. He's a brand new man because Jesus has made him that way. He thinks right because Jesus has made him right. He feels right because Jesus has made him right. He acts right because Jesus has made him right. He's a new being because Jesus has made him right. And so the question for you this morning is this. Has Jesus made you right? Has He made you a brand new person, a brand new man, brand new woman, brand new boy, brand new girl? You know, the test isn't whether you've ever walked an aisle or shook a hand or prayed a prayer or even gone through the baptistry or taken communion or the Lord's Supper or anything like that. That's, that's not the test. Let let me give you the test. The the test is, do you think like a brand new man? Is your thinking stinking? Or is your thinking like a brand new person? Is your knowledge and wisdom based on this world? Or on the Word of God? Is your understanding darkened? And your thinking futile and empty? Do you feel like a brand new person? Are you sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit? And you immediately make it right when He begins to prick your heart. When He speaks to you. Or have you just kept putting Him off? Putting Him off? Putting Him off? Has your heart become calloused? to the point that you don't even feel. I've heard the testimony. I've seen tears flow down the cheeks of a man who said, if I could only feel, if I could only feel the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart again, if I could only hear. He said, there was a time in my life when I did. And I would just put him off and say, next time. But every time that Holy Spirit began to massage that heart, and he didn't respond to it, you know what happened? 
began to callous over. And it began to get harder, harder, harder. Pretty soon, there was nothing, even though he wanted it, even though he desired it. He was past feeling. He was beyond feeling. Don't let that be your testimony. Don't let that be you. Do you act like a brand new person? Whether it's legalism or license, have you put off the conduct that you knew wasn't right? Have you put off the old man and clothed yourself in Jesus' righteousness? I want to ask you today, are you, are you a brand new man? Are you a brand new person? good news is this today you can be today you can become a brand new man a brand new woman, a brand new boy a brand new girl but it's really not through anything you do 